Hello everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee Westervelt. That's me. I'm here. I'm so excited for my guest today. I have been girl crushing on her forever. We kind of peripherally met. We kind of DM'd for a little while. We did our thing. We DM'd. We did our thing. And now she's back and she is on my show. I am so, so elated to be bringing you Paula Shepard right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today on this beautiful Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So many of you, I'm sure, are heading out to your local bars to hang out with your high school buddies. Uh, But before you do that, I have a really powerful guest for you. Hi, Molly. So good to see you. Hello, hello, gorgeous. Um, She is incredible. Her energy is so high vibe. She just inspires me in all the ways. Please help me welcome the holistic business coach and mentor, Paula Shepard. Hi, Paula. Ah, we were talking about bringing up the vibe and I'm here. Like I'm I'm here with my my glitter and, you know, sparkle. Here here we are. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. You, you talked about fangirling and I just love your energy so much too. I think you say a lot of things that people are too afraid to say and there's so much humanness in you, which is I think what attracted me to connect with you in the first place. Oh, I love you. And guys, I didn't pay her to say any she of that. She didn't pay me to say any of that. I, I mean it. I don't hang out with people I don't want to hang out with. I mean, I definitely, definitely feel that vibe from you. And I agree with it. And um, thank you so much for that incredible compliment. Um, let's get into it, though. So tell us a little bit, kind of, so, so as you know, the whole premise of the Dream Design Podcast is that we're bringing in people who, like, don't do the status quo. We don't do, you know, got out of school and did whatever was available, right? We create our dream business and you are no exception to that. So I want to know kind of where did you start? Like, obviously you didn't come out of school and say, I'm going to be a holistic coach. I'm going to do all the things. Like, how did, tell me how this progressed. Okay. No, I didn't. Like, I actually did all the things that you just said we don't do, but I did it. Um, so I went to college to get a good job and make a lot of money. That's what I did because that's what people did. The smart kids went to college. And if you didn't go to college, there was something wrong with you. And if you went to community college, there was something wrong with you. You had to go to a four-year school and then, you know, here you are and you're, you know, 19 years old and they want you to choose a major for the whole rest of your life. And that's really hard to do. You know, you have to make a decision like that. Like I can't drink alcohol. Uh, I can't, you know, I could just barely vote. And yet I have to make a decision about the whole rest of my life, which is really difficult to do. But, you know, I wound up getting some really great, amazing, fun jobs. Some paid a pittance, uh, but they were amazing. Like I worked at a nonprofit. I was an event planner. I planned galas. I, uh, yeah, I know. I, I saw that about you. Um, And so I did all these really amazing things pre-kids, but then, you know, I 
I just really wanted to climb the corporate ladder because to me, success was the title, the paycheck, like that was the key that you made it. And, and a lot of that was because of the way I grew up. I had, you know, my, my mom had a job, but my, she hadn't gone to college. My father hadn't graduated from high school and had went back and got his GED. And so I was really kind of living out the dream that other people had put forth. There was no, like, you didn't, you didn't go out and do anything other than go to college, right? Like that was just, that's what the successful people did. So I was reaching for that next thing, like always the next thing and very high achieving. Um, and my nine to five was really, felt like a really safe kind of stable place, especially when I started to have kids, right? When I started to have children, it became more about making sure that I had the stable paycheck for them. And honestly, it wasn't until my, when I was in my late thirties, so I'm in my early forties now. And when I was in my late thirties, I really realized that I had achieved all of those things, but I did not love the culture. I didn't love the culture. I worked in a business that was primarily white men, no diversity, not a lot of inclusion in this office and started to become the person who was leading that charge truly and demonstrating to people that leadership wasn't about a title and it wasn't about how many people that you managed it was an inherent characteristic and a series of characteristics and when people started to realize that when i started to help them empower themselves because we can't empower anyone else things just started to change and I felt more perpetually stuck, right? So there are so many steps in between there. I could make this story hours long, but the reality of the situation is I got certified as an ICF certified coach. I went through a program. Um, I really cared deeply about honing in on my skills. And I started my business while I was in that job. And I did not want to stay in that job. I was key personnel. I was supposed to start going back into the office as of August 31st of 2020. And I decided that was absolutely not going to happen and invested in myself in several different ways, even though I didn't have the money. I'd never done that before. And within my first two months part-time of business, I had made almost $20,000. I had no idea what I was doing. And I think that was the blessing, right? I hadn't been clouded by social media. And I gave my notice just like that. And that's wow. how this whole thing started. <laughs> It's such an incredible and inspiring story. And, you know, it really, it reminds me of the heroine's journey, right? So we hear all the time about the hero's journey and kind of the, the trope of Star Wars and the Lion King and the hero meets the mentor. And then they do the montages down here, right? Where it's like <laughs> training right. and then you take them over, you know, and then there's the ordeal. And then it's like, oh, I can't do this. Yes, you can. And then he's got to save the girl. And it's like this whole thing. And then he brings it all back to the people. But the, the heroine's journey is a little bit different. And if you haven't read the book, The Heroine's Journey, I highly recommend it because she says this doesn't happen for women. For women, what we do is we start here and then we try to fit in with the masculinity. Now, I want to be, be sure to point this out yes. because masculinity and and men are very different things. Masculinity is the energy of manifestation. It's getting, it's going, it's straight lines. And women can have that very much too. So 
it, it's not it's not a dig against the patriarchy as a lot of people say right like it's just about an energy but that being said women have this place where they start to you know um enmesh with this masculinity and they lose sight of who they are and they eventually work themselves to death till they get over to like about where the montage is and the man one and they finally acclimate into this bro system of masculinity and push and go and get and then they kind of lose themselves and their femininity right they lose that essence of trust in the universe of that guidance and so they start to come around the corner and go, I need to find this part of myself. I need to find the softness. I need to find that part of me that connects to the universe, that part of me that's holistic and somatic. And so they go on this other side of the journey and that's where they start to heal their wounds with their mother. And they start to really integrate the masculine and the feminine to then bring that back. So that like literally, as I was listening to your story, I'm going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is such a perfect, you know, uh, symbol of the heroine's journey. And you, my friend, are certainly the heroine of your journey. So just I, I, I'm I'm working it every single day. I will say, you know, there's a there that masculine energy. I do think that a lot of successful people, it gets a bad rap, right? Mm -hmm. But I do think most successful people that I know have this undertone of the masculine energy. I think if you lean too far into one direction, it's it becomes kind of dangerous. Mm -hmm. So you have to, in order for you to stay in that, I mean, we'll use a coachy term, right? Here, but alignment, in order for you to stay in that alignment, you, you really have to have the best of both worlds. Yeah. And in a corporate environment, or, and I say a corporate environment, but let's be really clear too, that I mean, this could be anybody that has a nine to five job that has processes, procedures, a place where you show up and you have to be a little less than yourself in order to be able to make the thing work, right? Like the gears of the watch are turning together. And in order for, in order for that to work, you have to actually be able to do that. So yeah, I just saw, I was going to say, I just saw Sheila say like that masculine feminine is, is critical for balance. It is, but what actually happened to me, and what I was seeing happen to so many people is them being lost in the push. And because they're coming from decades, especially a lot of my clients coming from decades of working in an environment like that, there's a deconditioning that needs to happen as a result. Because unfortunately, what an, an online space actually perpetuates this, I would argue, is this ideal that we have to keep going, keep moving, keep taking action. And you can't just sit for a moment. You can't just sit in the silence. You can't think um, the creativity piece of our business that's so crucial and that feminine energy and that flow is uh, discounted for more and more and more and more. And I think also, you know, as we learn more about ourselves, like I know human design is a really big one for me. I'm really digging into my human design. We all have different strategies too. So some of us are meant to show up in different ways than other people, right? So when, like you said, when we're comparing ourselves to the online gurus, and I'm from a really unique place because I started coaching online before COVID. Like I wasn't one of the ones that came. Oh. I, I actually have always been virtual because I started as a military wife and I was always moving around. So everything that I did had to be remote. 
So I saw kind of that rush of coaches come in during, you know, during the pandemic. And there was a lot of comparison trap that we didn't necessarily have so much of before. But I think it's because we, you know, there, there are so many coaches and what they sell, you know, and, and let me know if you disagree with this, because you're certainly welcome to what they sell are best practices that work for them and their strategy and the way that they show up. And so they're packaging these processes that may or may not work for someone who doesn't have that same strategy. Ooh, I have a, such a good example of this too. Oh, tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Cause I, okay. So I mentioned, and, and let's be really, I want, I keep saying, let's be really clear. Cause I want you to know, like, this is all 100% authentic. Like I'm laying it all out on the table. The, the numbers, like all the, the, the financials are great, right? But they're all just vanity metrics. It's all just vanity metrics. Cause we have no idea what's behind that. We have, we have no idea. But when I first started, the beauty in my cluelessness was that I wasn't listening to what other people were doing. I was doing what felt really good and right to me. And I was connecting with people in that way. You mentioned human design. That's an element, a component of my programs. I have a human design expert. We do human design um, informed business uh, alignment readings and you know, working with our clients in that way. So that was really, really important to me. I didn't know anything about that back then. And then I hired um, a coach and, you know, they all have good intentions. I like to think that people are well-intended for the most part. And unfortunately, what happened was a lot of this leaning in deeply into this idea of pleasure and play and flow. And I completely let go of what was actually working for me because I, my unconscious expertise was like, this is working. And so I let go and I started working on proper launches because I was told I had to properly launch. And my business went to shit. I mean, it really did because Launching I started listening. Probably up there with root canals for me. Like, it's just, I mean, talk about, oh, like, yeah. It just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't what I wanted to do. But this is what somebody was telling me I had to do if I needed to grow my business. And they had been in business for a lot longer than I had. So I I needed to trust someone else. I felt like I was, instead of being more self-led, I was putting all of my trust into someone else, which is really dangerous, by the way. And my business went to shit. And I was able to start turning that around with a little bit of support from someone else but my point here is that you have to listen to your intuition a little bit. You have to look at what's working for you and not looking at the perfect the perfect content, right? Because the perfect content creators are not always the best coaches. Um, uh, someone that calls themselves a coach might actually be just a teacher. You know, there's a difference between a true coach and someone that's consulting and teaching. Um, and it's okay to have a mix of those but really understanding who you are. And when you look at someone and start to compare yourself to them to say, is the way they do it really the way I want to? Or well, should I just be happy for them? Or the way I'm meant to, right? Like right, I could, exactly. my strategy for how I attract people could be completely different than yours. Now I would venture to say it happens to be that I think ours are very similar, but for some people, they're completely different than me. And if I tell them, go out and say something that's going to activate your audience, they're going to completely alienate people because that's just not the way that their energy is meant to flow. So 
there there are a lot of people that capitalize and and right or wrong on these practices on these sops for what we do and there's a lot of it that really has to be in the realm of the person who's doing the coaching or in my case i feel like i'm more of an activator than a coach like i i'm starting to move away from that coach Mm-hmm. you know, name and kind of be like, I'm, I'm kind of more like gas. Like I I'm, I'm the match for your gasoline. And I think you're the same <laughs> way too, you know, like, yes, there's an aspect of sure. I'll help you. I'll walk you through it. But what I really do is I really kind of stir up that essence inside of you and go, let's go, let's go. You're, you're here to do something. And if I was to listen to every coach who I ever worked, cause goodness knows, you know, I could, I, I, I could have student loans for the amount of coaching I've been through some some great stuff, some not so great stuff. Right, right. If I was to take that as the gospel, and again, I think a lot of us did that at the beginning when we were just starting out, I wouldn't be able to be what I am to my clients because I would just be a copy of what worked for that person. And they don't even necessarily have the same gifts or the same idiosyncrasies or the same shortfalls that I have. And I'd be putting myself out there, you know, as another them, and, and that wouldn't be serving my audience. And like you said, it, it really makes your sales, you know, shit the bed. So it, it totally does. And, and, you know, I think though, in the beginning, when you're first starting out, mm-hmm. you're wondering like, what am I missing? Yeah. What am I missing? Cause there's so much hype and there's so much FOMO, which I don't do any of, you know, yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I want people to just genuinely trust. I'm not here to overcome anybody's objections. I am like, if you want to work with me, I'm here. I don't work with massive amounts of people at one time because I love providing a high level amount of support, right? I can't do that with 50 people in a program. And I I recognize that about myself. Now that might work for someone else, but you're definitely not going to learn any of that from me. And some of the best experience I feel like I've had as a coach, those, those, tons of investments that we've made, right? For me are the ones where people are genuinely, like you said, activating, asking the right questions and allowing me to form the answers and really learn how to trust myself Yes, versus leaning on other people. And that is coaching. That's coaching. Right. Right. And I, and I think that, you know, I mean, whether we agree on this or not, I believe that we as a species, as humans are evolving. I believe that, you know, I mean, if you think back to the middle ages, they say that the amount of things that a person thought about in a year is what we contemplate in a day. So we know that the brain is actually evolving, right? And I mean, look at all the, the tabs I have open right now and all the different things that we're all involved in. And so the new the new coaching client and or coach is someone who is looking to learn how to trust themselves, who's learning how to, who's looking to learn how to tap into their intuition. We're not into the coach fluencers anymore who are like, here's how it is. So we have a much more discerning client now. And people like you and me, we have no problem with that because we're always authentic, right? Like we're always who we actually are. So we don't have to pivot because you got us from the beginning, you're getting us now. But some of these folks are finding that their stuff, I mean, I'm watching it. I'm watching people who had 20, 30, 40, 50 comments. People are like, yeah, I heard that from you already. Yeah, I know. I get it. You know how to fix me. And I'm not interested, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, thanks, Sheila. Yeah, I think that honestly, you know, and, and Sheila's like hitting the nail on the head. And obviously, mm-hmm. you're you do a great job of this is so do you. I mean, I, I read your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, look, see, somebody's reading it. Um, no, just kidding. Um, the, the, the thing is, it can feel really hard, especially, you know, when you are, when you are genuinely coaching someone can feel really hard to complete, compete with the people that are teaching because true coaching doesn't require a ton of modules. It, it's not showing up and getting that thing where you go step by step by step. Yeah. There's a little bit of a framework there that you might work with people in, but the reality is I've worked with anything from tattoo shops to, you know, energy healers to people in direct sales to, you know, agency owners. They're all, it's this, the spectrum of all of those people. Yes. Come, come hang out in my community. Um, Seriously. I, I love this so much about you because telling people what to do only makes them trust themselves less. It really does. And so activating them, helping them. I always like to think of like, there's this greatness, like coffee, like it's, it's just brewing and we just have to pour it out into the world. And we don't have the opportunity to do that if we're so stuck in the, this module and that course and, and whatnot, you know, save your money and go work with someone who can work with you one-on-one in some way, and at least in some private capacity and do what, Amy Lee is doing and do what I am doing and activating your own natural gifts so that you can forge your own path that isn't like everybody else's because the most amazing, most successful people are innovative. They're innovative. They're not following somebody else's else's methodology. And, you know, to that point, I want to make sure that we're clear, you know, we're not saying that all courses are bad. Like there oh, are, no, 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 there no. are definitely aspects that, you know, like for me, I have an evergreen course and all my private clients get access to that. Why? So I don't have to explain 37 times about yes. boundaries. It's like, here, go watch my module on healthy boundaries. And then let's talk about how that relates to you. Because I would rather, rather than teaching best practices in the time that you're paying a heck of a lot of money to hang out with me, I would rather you do that on your own time and then come and say, okay, I don't understand how this pertains to me or this is where I'm stuck because I'd rather do the NLP. I'd rather rewire those limiting beliefs with you than take the time to go, okay, so here's their boundary and here's your boundary. Like, that's just not a good, so, oh, yeah. and I know you agree with that. I just want to put it out there in case yeah. anybody's out there like, wait, so are you saying? Oh, no, I do the same thing. I, I'm more talking about, you know, if, if you're in a position where you're like, I, I want to learn this, but I'm not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. How, I mean, it's a smart thing to do. I do the yeah. same thing. If you're repeating yourself over and over again, yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Create some resources to make it easy on yourself, so you're not a broken record. It's all about gaining some efficiencies and doing what's best for your client experience. So definitely do that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with courses. I don't want to say no. that either. I will. No, I know say you do, but that's why I want to protect. No, you. but I think like, that's <laughs> no, no. I think that's great. But but I also will say I think sometimes 
we become course collectors. Yes. So oh my goodness. There's this like step up system where we go from being like the freebie collector that's like piecing all together. I had like a puzzle example where it's like you take a bunch of puzzles and you dump them all on the table and then you try to piece them together. And that's what it's like when you take all the freebies and do that. But we do the same thing at the next level where we go like, oh, I'm going to purchase the courses without any of the personalized stuff. And I'm going to piece all of those things together and try to make it work. And we're doing ourselves a grave disservice there because you also still don't trust in yourself. And there's not a lot of feedback there. I think there's a lot um, to be had when you are working with someone and can get feedback, even if that's in some kind of a group container where you have access to be able to ask questions and to put yourself out there. Because I have a whole module on self-advocating, right? Because we have people that show up and they don't ask questions because they don't want to bother you. So these are things that we start to realize. And I think what you're talking about too in your courses are, it's about the client experience. That's really, really important. I kind of think that, like, tell me what you think of this. Cause I just, I just made this analogy. I almost think that courses are kind of like joining a gym at the beginning of the year, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this has everything I want. I am so going to crush it. When I'm done with this, this is going to be amazing. And then day one, you're like, look at me, I'm binging the first three modules. And then you're like, I'll get to it. I'll go back to it. And then all of a sudden you're like, this is way too hard. Like I actually have to implement some of this. And so then what happens? You let it go. And then it goes into like, you know, the archive of, I mean, one of my girlfriends and I, we were looking, we have like a hundred thousand dollars in courses between the two of us. We were just like, and we haven't even taken most of them, you know, and you pay you, the packaging and the way, and, and don't get me wrong. These, they're great. Right. But, but the way that we learn and how they're going to be effective for us may or may not be a good, a good use of some people's time. Cause like me, I was telling you before we got on, I have ADD. I don't have the ability to sit through a two hour video. It could be the most incredible content in the world. And it's going to be lost on me because I need bite-sized information. I need you to like feed me like a baby bird. You know what I mean? And so, Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then what happens a couple months later, you know, you feel like you're eating too many donuts again and you go buy another course. And then all of a sudden you're back in the gym for three days and everybody else is like, you know, why are you on my treadmill? Like I'm on that treadmill every day. Why, who are you and why are you on it? Right. Yeah. But look at the pattern that you just described and how many people have that pattern. So it's more about recognizing that pattern in yourself. Like when I'm, and not even just, not even just purchasing courses, but just your habits in general, when we're talking about, you know, signing up to work with coaches, you know, if you're working with multiple people at the same time, and maybe they have differing viewpoints, and now you kind of feel like you're in the middle and like, I don't want to disappoint this person. And I want to disappoint this person. And, you know, I, I really believe that there's a reason why we're doing that. And a lot of times for me, when I found myself in that cycle of purchasing a ton of courses, I realized because it was because I was trying to put off the actual work that needed to be done. And that work was the inner work, not anything I was going to find in a course that was going to include a bazillion modules, right? Because even those modules were a way for me to distract myself from the actual work. Yeah. And then you go back at, you know, when you finally hit that point, like I was telling you this morning, like up leveling is so exhausting. And then you get back and you're like, oh, if I had only known then, if I had, but you didn't, (laughs) but you do now. Back to the future. Like hindsight really is 2020. Like I get it now. Like you just breathe and you go, oh, so no course was ever going to fix that, huh? And these people are like, yeah, we tried to tell you that. Like we've been, you know, some of the coaches are out there saying, look, it's inside of you. It's that 
somatic connection between mind and body. It's deep breathing. Well, deep breathing isn't going to pay the bills. Well, guess what? After a while, when you start doing it and you really start bringing it, you know, really making it part of your routine, it does. It does. Breathing does pay the bills. Go figure. Yeah, that's honestly, that's something I had to learn because we, there's a kind of a running joke. My husband would always say when I was in corporate, like, just take a deep breath and relax. It was just really high strung. And I really, honestly, really wanted to throat punch him. Not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Like every time he said that, I'd be like, D those are fighting words right there. But the reality is when you give yourself that time and space and you recognize, okay, why am I filling the space with so much stuff? Right. Recognize the patterns and you're able to disrupt them just with that moment. Because I would have anxiety. I'd sit down on the couch and I would immediately have anxiety. And the reason why was because I felt like I had to be doing something. My like, husband says the same thing. He's like, you take three left turns and guess where you end up? Right back where you were. But you have to move. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a generator. Like, I, you're absolutely right. I have to move. Like, I have to do something. He's like, what would happen if you just took three days and just relaxed and did everything you wanted to do? Could you still make it up at the end of the month? And I'm like, I mean, I guess so. But what am I going to do for those three days? He's like, rest. Like, rest. I do that. Yeah, the most beautiful thing happened. I mean, doing nothing is doing something. Yeah. Is it not? Oh, my God. We, that's a quotable. <laughs> Do, doing nothing is doing something. It took me a really long time to learn that. And uh, and I'm a projector. So for me, I have to have that rest, but I wasn't allowing myself that. And I'm a mom, right? So for me, they're like all the things. There's no rest for the weary. And, you know, you've got to hard work pays off. Like those were the things, those were the mantras I was living my life by. Mm -hmm. Right. Back to that yeah, masculine like, energy again, right? Yeah, like the only way to be. If you're gonna make it happen, you make it happen. And I, I mean, two almost two decades of having to do that. Like, uh, just loving the idea of like sending an email at midnight, just so I could be like, see, I sent an email at midnight. I was working at midnight, but it didn't do anything for me, right? Like, it just made me mad because yeah, I didn't recognize it. So it, it, it. There was nothing there, you know. I um, there's so many stories I could tell you. You know, I I had um, a bilateral mastectomy because I I have BRCA positive, so it was a, a surgery that I was blessed to be able to make the choice to have. But at the same time, I went back to work a week after I had that surgery. And I did it because I was worried that they would realize they didn't need me. And so I had to go back to work. Now, nobody was telling me I needed to. Nobody told me I didn't have to. I should have taken short-term disability. I should have stayed home. I didn't do it. And I should have. And that's just one example of so many times over two decades of me doing that and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I, I hope that you, I hope that people that are listening to this can feel themselves or, you know, examples of that in their own lives. But when you can sit back and take all the hats off your head and not be wife and mom and daughter and employee and all the things to everybody. And you can figure out who you are. There's just so much untapped potential in there. And I'm not just talking about stoking the internal flame and just letting it go. I think it's finding the beauty and like this integration between the doing and the being. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking about when I was in that clothing company that will not be named. Um, <laughs> I had um, a baby and within four hours I was up 
doing a live sale, literally on my feet in front of the camera doing a live sale because I was like, well, I'm a leader in this company and I need to set the example. And I, I remember when I had my, my third child up in Alaska, I was terror. I was in the hospital. I had just had her. And my only thought was that I had to mail out packages that people were going to be mad because it was like three days and they hadn't gotten their packages yet. Cause I had been like in and out of labor mm-hmm. and super. And of course, all the people that, you know, were concerned were like, uh, no, like, I mean, you just had a baby. We're fine. But again, that, you know, it's that perpetuation of that. Like, I have to do this. I'm responsible for this. This is, this is how you earn your keep for being on this planet is by producing. Right. And then one day you go, wait a second, I'm no freaking good to anybody if I'm dead. Like, cause that's where I'm going. Right. Like if I keep pushing and I don't allow myself, I mean, how many times have we snapped at our kids because we had a headache because we didn't go drink water because in the name of productivity, we stayed at our desk and didn't drink water or we didn't get enough sleep. And then who suffers that little kiddo? That's like, mom, can I show you my, what? Oh, I just, I've been there. I've been there. You know, and I'm not saying that we don't still do that. I mean, being an entrepreneur is hard. So I, I want people to understand that, you know, this isn't all like just flow and this, and I never work hard. Like I work in fits and spurts and I figure out what works really good for me. And I, I worked in project management. I managed multi-million dollars worth of programs and contracts. And so I know the importance of like a plan, but I also recognize the importance of taking a break to reflect and figuring out if the plan needs to be modified. And that, that is like the skeleton structure of um of what my life now looks like so that i don't do that cuz i do have to catch myself sometimes going like well mom has to work and then i remember but wait a minute does this decision align with like my value base and not just like words but the way that i believe because i want it to do this to create more freedom and if freedom is being chained to my desk and living in a, a different way, right. And living a two dimensional life and not moving my butt out of my chair, when I could walk across the street to the playground to play with my five-year-old, then, then what am I like, what am I actually building here? I'm building right. a prison cell. It's me sitting at behind a screen with four walls talking to people and being a keyboard warrior. And that's not what I signed up for. So like, sometimes I have to snap out of it myself. This isn't like a one and done situation. And there were a couple of things that you talked about when you're talking about direct sales and leadership. That's actually kind of how I started too, because I did start in direct sales. I didn't recognize myself as a leader until I was there. And then I didn't like the culture there. So I wound up exiting stage left. And was, you know, there's a lot of components there. But what I really think is what you're talking about is what I like to refer to as the evolution of your voice. And that is basically what we start with isn't what we end with. And we are never actually arriving because we start in this place where we believe in something and then we learn and we let go of what no longer serves us or what we doesn't we don't feel aligns with us anymore and we keep moving forward and what i find is there are so many people that are afraid that people are going to think that they're a fraud right this is goes far beyond imposter syndrome that well i've built something really successful and now all of a sudden i'm going to move in this direction instead and that means i'm no longer working with these kinds of people 
that they they actually marry themselves to this idea that they have to stay where they started instead of allowing things to just naturally evolve because authenticity looks different yesterday than it does today. Absolutely. I can relate to that a million, a million percent. I mean, that is so, that is so the struggle. I remember one of my best girlfriends was like, but if I leave, then I'm a failure. I'm like, you were here for two years. What are you talking about? You're a failure. You're changing your mind. I mean, yes, this company does have a way of gaslighting people into thinking that leaving is some kind of betrayal and Mm. (laughs) that will be dealt with. Trust me. Um, But you're not a fit. Like you're moving on, you're changing jobs, you're doing something different. And anybody who's worth their salt is going to say, good luck to you. Good, you know, Godspeed. And yeah. anybody who isn't, you know, then they're not worth it anyway. So I, I completely, completely relate to that. Um, we have like a lot of people watching. And so I want to give people the opportunity to ask questions. If you guys have questions for Paula, if there's something that you want to know, or you want her to dig into, um, and if for some reason you don't feel comfortable asking, oh, it's 111. If oh, there is something that you don't feel comfortable asking, uh, per, you know, here in this public page, you can go into my group. It is Dream Building Entrepreneurs. She'll be in there. You can ask her a com- uh, question in there. You can obviously connect with her. We have that here somewhere. Hold on. Uh, her group. You can go to her group. You can go to my group. She also has this um, fancy... Um, tell us about this, Paula. Yeah. So I, I am not a big like freebie fan. And the reason why is because I, I don't think you get to actually connect with the person. It feels like I said, very two dimensional. So this is a complimentary training and it's a video training with, uh, some resources for you to really get back to basics and tap into your values beyond words. These are value statements, creating that, your mission, your vision, and your purpose, because so many people missed that when they started in their business, right? They're just like, I have integrity. Well, what the hell does that mean? So I built this so that you could go through this step by step by step in a very easy fashion. And then send me the result or send me your your work and I will give you personal feedback. So, you know, you'll be prompted to post that in my community. Um, I've had people send it to me directly in DMs. Honestly, I'm totally fine with that too. I really want people to be brave and and do it in the community. But this is an opportunity for, for you to get some feedback because to me, it's really, really important that you build on a firm foundation. And that's what this complimentary training is all about you otherwise you're just like building things on top of quicksand and i don't want that for you so this is my way to give back that's awesome that is so that's amazing sorry my children are super loud out in the hallway so i was muting myself i I may have threatened mine with their lives (laughs) (laughs) husband's out there with them and he's a little loud too so they'll be a little calm this is real life this is i know know. authenticity i know i know and i have five of them so like the fact that i've kept them at bay this long is exciting. I, um, I was hanging out with my daughter last no, night. You. She, um, she started singing Wu-Tang Clan. So I put that on my Instagram. So go look at my Instagram story. She's literally singing cream. It's the funniest thing. Like she's, she's nine and she's, it's, it's hilarious. You'll, it, there's something about a nine-year-old singing gangster rap that just, it just does it for me. I uh, yeah, yes. My, my son also sings a little gangster rap too. So yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so we are just about at the end of our time. Are there any last comments, any thoughts? I don't want to say last words. That sounds so so morbid. Um, but are there any anything else you want to leave the audience with before we let you go? I'm sorry. Um, I, I just saw Sheila said it was it was great listening to my perspective and and thank you. Thank you for for being here and listening until the end. Um that that really does mean a lot. You know, I I think what I would just share is just a reiteration of what I just mentioned about this evolution of your voice, right? Where there's so many of us that are so trapped in this ideal of searching for the next client, the next thing, the more, whatever. And so really respect yourself enough to at least on a quarterly basis to evaluate the person that you are. You know, values, mission, purpose, vision, those things are not one and done things. They're they're always things that are going to be changing. And if you're going to grow your business and you want to keep pace with it, with that evolution and not be left behind and have a business that's running you, it's important for you to set that so that the culture is there when you're bringing in teammates. Otherwise, you're just hiring people you're delegating to. So honor yourself by really figuring out what your voice is, the way that you are different than everyone else, and stop looking at other people and comparing yourself, like legitimately just put on your blinders and do what feels good to you. Oh my gosh. Words to live by indeed. Wow. So, so activating, so motivating. She is amazing. You guys let us know in the comments what you thought of Paula's episode. Um, if you catch the replay, let us know that as well. Of course, this will be available for download, um, on the, uh, podcast website when we uh, put it up later on probably next month because we're on hiatus right now on the on the platform but you guys are live here now and you guys out in YouTube land are live now too so um, Paula thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom and your heart and your integrity you know you know you've hung out with me long enough authenticity is my love language it is seriously it's it's the people that are truly themselves, I know, are the ones who are going to finish first, right? Like that, that is the client that is coming out now. And all of that waiting while people were waving around their balloons and all these other things, you know, their, their thousand million dollar balloons, all of that is going to be worth it because in the end, it's authenticity that reigns. It's that's what's truly going to perpetuate the wholeness that we're all trying to create in this world. And you, my friend, are an incredibly shining example of that. So thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. I think, you know, give yourself the opportunity to be just a little bit more of yourself every single day. Um, authenticity is a process. It really is an evolution. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to be here and share my wisdom with everyone else and to have this beautiful conversation. I love this conversation with you and, and that we're connected in this way. Absolutely. Me too. Thank you. And that will do it, you guys, for this week's episode. Tune in next week, I think, maybe when we have another great guest. Until then, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at peace. Namaste.